I did think now I should describe to you the lower planetary systems one by one, beginning from Atala. In Atala, there is a demon, the son of Mayadana named Bala, who created 96 kinds of mystic power. Some so-called yogis and swamis take advantage of this mystic power to cheat people even today. Simply by yawning, the demon Bala created three kinds of women, known as Swayarini, Garmini and Pumsachari. The Swayarinis like to marry men from their own group, the Garminis marry men from any group, and the Pumsachalis change husbands one after another. If a man enters the planet of Atala, these women immediately capture him and induce him to drink an intoxicating beverage made with a drug known as Hataka. Hataka. Cannabis indica. This intoxicant endows the man with great sexual prowess of which the women take advantage for enjoyment. A woman will enchant him with attractive glances, infinite words, smiles of love, and then embraces. In this way, she induces him to enjoy sex with her to her full satisfaction. Because of his increased sexual power, the man thinks himself stronger than 10,000 elephants and considers himself most perfect. Indeed, illusioned and intoxicated by false pride, he thinks himself God, ignoring impending death. Text 17. Tatarashtaha Matarishvanasamityamanaojasapipatitanishyutam the next planet below Atala is Vitala, where Lord Shiva, who is known as the master of gold mines, lives with his personal associates, the gods and similar divinities. Lord Shiva, as the progenitor, engages in sex with Bhavani, the progenitress, to produce living entities, and from the mixture of their vital fluid, the river named Hartaki is generated. When fire being made to blaze by the wind drinks of this river and then sizzles and spits it out, it produces gold called Hataka. <coughs> the demons who live on that planet with their wives decorate themselves with various ornaments made from that gold and thus they live there very happily. Purple, it appears that when Baba and Bhavani, Lord Shiva and his wife, unite sexually, the emulsification of their secretions creates chemical, which when heated by fire can produce gold. 
It is said that the alchemists of the medieval age tried to prepare gold from base metal, and Shulishnat Goswami also states that when bell metal is treated with mercury, it can produce gold. Shulishnat Goswami mentions this in regard to the initiation of Lokalas men to turn them into Brahmanas. Sanat Goswami said, Ita Kanchanatam Yati Kansyam Rasavidhanata Tata Diksha Vidhanena Dvijatam Jayate Nidana. As one can transform Kamsa or bell metal into gold by treating it with mercury, one can also turn a low-born man into a Brahman by initiating him properly into Vaishnava activities. The International Society for Krishna Consciousness is trying to turn the lectures and the Adhanas into real Brahmanas by properly initiating them and stopping them from engaging in meat-eating, intoxication, illicit sex and gambling. One who stops these four principles of sinful activity and chants the Hare Krishna Mahamantra can certainly become a pure Brahma through the process of bona fide initiation as suggested by Sri Rasmatan Goswami. Apart from this, if one takes a hint from this verse and learns how to mix mercury with bell metal by properly heating and melting them, one can get gold very cheaply. The alchemists of the medieval age tried to manufacture gold, but they were unsuccessful perhaps because they did not follow the right instructions. This appears to be a very simple process. Although um, rather unique, <laughs> to say the least. By the, the uh, procreative activities of Shiva and his um, consort. Bhavani, there um, um, procreative fluids um, create a river. Which when heated by fire 
produces gold. So, enough gold that the people who live there, the Asuras, the Purushas and the Purushapi, they wear the gold. The example is given um, Tatar 
Aditya Vidhanena. So, the example is given just as one, because this, this is an art that's lost, obviously. It's referred to, but there's nobody in this day and age knows how to convert mercury and bell metal into gold. But just as well, the example is given, Tata Diksha Vidhanena, by Diksha, by initiation, by the initiation process, one can Dvijatvam Jayate Rinanam. Rinam means, what does Rinam mean? What does Rinam refer to? Rinam. Humans, isn't it? Men? Yeah. Let's look at it. It's it's in the local town in many places. Of the human being, yeah, Rinam means humans, Rinam. So, um, we can, we, just as one converts bell metal and mercury into gold, one can convert a Base character into a golden, I guess, golden form, effulgent form, one can convert. So, to tell just as Diksha Vidhanena, by following the rules of uh, initiation. Huh? One can also turn a low-born man into a Brahma by initiating him properly into Vaishnava activities. So that's the Vidha, the Vidha, right? Rules. Rules. The rules. It's a fairly simple process, actually. Initiation. And initiation means following the rules. Disciple means you know, accepting the discipline of the, of the spiritual master. And that discipline is what then converts a um, gross or base personality into an elevated devotee. Huh? So, 
So Prabhupada says that the International Society for Krishna Consciousness is trying to turn the letters and the others into real Brahmanas. By properly initiating them and stopping them from engaging in meat eating, intoxication, illicit sex and gambling. So, Yama and Niyama, but this is, all yoga systems have this, and Bhakti Yoga is no exception. There are things that you do and there's things that you avoid. Positive uh, engagements and, and negative prohibitions. Things to accept and things to give up. But first of all, the initiation and the chanting of Hare Krishna. Well, one who stops these four principles of sinful activity and chants the Hare Krishna Mantra can certainly become a pure Brahmana through the process of bona fide initiation as suggested by the Surah Snapanga Swami. So this is important. This, this is an instruction from the Hare Bhakti Vilas. When becomes twice born. Now, Prabhupada mentions, actually, Narada Muni mentions, interestingly, that we take three births. Three births. Dvijatam is the second birth. Right? But that's not the perfection. Interestingly. Interesting. Right? But of course it's the beginning. Right? Diksha Vidhanena. Diksha is the beginning. It's the beginning. So what are the three births? We're thinking, we don't, oh, that's good, second born, oh, I've made it. Actually, the voters usually think, I'm initiated, now I've made it. But, but no, actually, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Initiation is just the beginning. Um, tend to think, oh, now I'm initiated, now I'm so advanced. But we have to be careful. Because usually, in a proper, make sure that there are the, the purest jhana, the, the beginning purifying activities. Right? And so before we initiate somebody, we test them. Prabhupada said we test the ladies first to see whether they can chant 16 rounds and follow the rules. Right? Then we give first initiation and then second initiation. Right? Uh, and and, and, and uh, um, which is interesting because that's actually the the three births in one sense. Right? Covered, right? What's the first what's the first birth? 
biological, yes, by seminal birth, discharge, and the combination of the the uh, the um, the uh, egg. What's the technical term? Ovum and the zygote. Right? There's a combination, and that combination creates the beginning of life. So that's considered, and of course, then there's the birth from the womb. That's considered the first birth. Then the second birth is Dhritakam, um, where one receives spiritual initiation. It's a reawakening of one's spiritual identity. <clears throat> and uh, um, that's the initiation by the spiritual master, the first initiation, if you like. Then it's interesting, the third initiation. What is the third initiation? Oh. I'll read this first. A civilized, and, and this is civilized human beings. So, you know, generally speaking, we come from uncivilized backgrounds. And why is that? Papa says it's because there's, there's no recognition of this. Whole, this whole process. Right? And, and that a real civilization begins the purificatory processes. In other words, civilized society works to remove the contamination of material association. Right? You know, the Adapto Brahma we go to the human form of life, we shouldn't be asking questions like the, like the birds and the bees. You know, where's, where, where can I get something to eat? Where can I get shelter? Where's a mate? Like, how do I protect myself from my enemies? Like, there's a competition for resources in the animal species and in the human form of life. Very much so. And humans behaving like animals and are considered dwee bhashu, which means two-legged animals. So the what differentiates humans as animals and humans as civilized human beings is this inquiry uh, into the purpose of life. And embracing or, or engaging in activities that free the individual from the influence of material association, whereby one thinks, you know, of oneself as purely a material product. And you know, in that kind of mentality, I am body, right? I am I. And competing with others, fighting and so forth, like animals. <clears throat> so 
What distinguishes civilized human beings from uncivilized is that pursuit of um, one's identity separate from the material. Looking, well, you can't separate the material from the spiritual. Um, but there's the pursuit of understanding or just being able to discern the difference between matter and spirit and identify oneself or one's being as purely spirit, spirit soul. It's of course covered in a material body. Right? You know, the example is given of the, the spirit soul is like, is pure, just like water that falls from the water that falls from the clouds in the sky is pure, clear, crystal clear, without pollution of course. But when it hits the ground, the water gets, it becomes mixed up with the dirt. And what have you got? Water mixed up with dirt makes what? What does it make? Dirty water. Dirty water. Mud. Yes, water becomes mud. Right. Water in dirt makes mud. Right. Now, you know, we know that there's water in there, but it's, 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 it's covered by the dirt, or it's mixed up with the dirt. So how to distinguish the dirt? So similarly also, the spirit, soul, Originally inserted by the father into the womb of the mother to combine with the over with the egg, then produces the body well, gradually over time. But the essential ingredient is the spirit soul. Without the spirit soul, what do we got? We sometimes see a child is stillborn, no life. All the features are there, but no life. And it doesn't matter what you do, you, you can't, even though the body's formed, you can't keep, get it going again because it lacks the, the spirit. The, it was there for some time, but it's gone. Right? A tragedy for the mother and the father who are contemplating the future life of their child, but it's cut off due to karma. Some, some reactions. So, the essential element in the body is the spirit soul. Without the spirit soul, we've just got a, a stillborn body. Right? So, the culture of the Aryans, the Aryan culture means that culture that cultivates spiritual knowledge, oh, and values spiritual achievements over and above just some mundane effort to accumulate a proper search, you know, in Krishna says in Bhagavad that the materialistic people worship the demigods to get material benefits or they worship another man and then when they get some position or some wealth or some influence or whatever then they become happy without understanding the temporality of such 
boons or benefits. Right? It all goes, it all just disappears. Right? Just like you know, you get money, you spend money, and then how do you feel? How do you feel? Sometimes happy, sometimes morose. <laughs> yeah, happy while you're spending it. Yahoo! Let's go shopping. Right? We're having fun. But then you spend the money, you've got a few trinkets or whatever. The latest iPhone, there's a new iPhone out now. Everybody should buy it. Right? <laughs> so we're thinking, oh my god, the new iPhone. Wow, I feel so good. Right? Until you discover that the new iPhone is just as bad as the previous one. It's still got the same bugs. So there's another couple of bugs that they've introduced, and life is just the same. It's a struggle. Huh? Life was so much better when we, when we bought our new Nokia, right? But now the new Nokia is just a dud. Right? So, you know, it's, it, material acquisition is not satisfying. It just doesn't satisfy. Whereas, you know, real satisfaction comes from spiritual advancement and an understanding of one's actual identity. This is real um, peace, if you like. To become aware of and situated in one's <coughs> you know, original identity. Because we understand we've got a body, material body, which are engaged that appropriately. And, and, and why we and why we to some degree, the, the, the ashram principles. But more important is the, the spiritual um, realization, awakening, if you like. And, and the spiritual culture of Prabhupada says it begins with Gavadana Samskara. This is, this is where it really begins where the purificatory ceremonies are performed pre-conception. Now this is a, this is pretty, this is mind-blowing when you think about it. For, you know, modern culture, having children, you know, they just happen. And, um, you know, it's like, a, it's a bit like Russian roulette. You're not quite sure what you're going to get. get. But the, the Vanashtra, the, the, the um, Aryan culture or the Vedic culture understands that we should attract a purified or a, a, a qualified soul into the womb of the mother. Right? And so there's this subtle process. And a lot of these activities are very, very subtle. They're operating on the, on, the spiritual or on the spiritual platform or on the platform of identifying the person with the, with the, with the spirit entity, right? the spirit soul. And of course, you know, with this notion that this is not the first birth that you've had. We've had many births. And these births are an opportunity opportunity to degrade 
which means go out and we're sitting here in Bhagavatam, go down into the lower planetary systems and suffer, or be elevated. Right? And then really be elevated enough just to be on the human platform. Really, that's what, all you need to do. Because you go to the heavenly planets and you just waste time. Go down to the heavenly planets wasting time. Right? But on the, in the human species, especially in the middle planetary systems, which is where we are, and, and where great opportunity is afforded to us, that opportunity is to come in contact with those whose culture is to create or to identify with one's spiritual identity and use the material facility like, a, like the facility that it is. It's an opportunity to realise one's spiritual identity. Now, God mentions it in the past, but maybe knows what he was in his previous lifetime. And knows what he will become in his next lifetime. Right? This is, this is what we should know, we should, be, we should understand. Uh, and that's quite possible by this process. So, uh, pre the first birth is the Gavadana Sanskara, which is you know, attracting a soul who's made progress through the different phases of life and it's going to be that point where they can take advantage of the human form. Otherwise we see, you know, people in the human form of life, but they're just, they're just crazy. Huh? They're just crazy. Um, Go for a chapel walk around the city of Port Phillip. Um, even this is quite a lot. We're living in, an, in a relatively affluent area. Right? If you tell people that you live in Albert Park in Melbourne, it's like, ooh, ooh, okay. You've made it. Somewhat. Of course, the address has to be 197 Bank Street. That's where you really made it. <laughs> That's what you. Then you might have considered, you might be considered to have made it listen to uniform life. So, um, uh, you know, I was, I was trying, I you know, it's unfortunate, but it's a fact, you know, you see. People walking down the street. Got the uniform class, but just crazy, talking to themselves, swearing, shouting. And, uh, yeah. And some kind of experience I had yesterday. Um, so, this is the first birth. And in the Aryan culture, it's, you know, it's prepared for. So that the birth is qualified soul. They can then take advantage of, of the human form of life. And of course, that in, in a civilized society, then that means at a young age, the, ch the children are initiated. They get, they're, they're introduced to a spiritual master and they're taught the basic principles 
of a miracle life, effectively. Right? So all the time. Gyana, no, what is it? Chantirajo Mecha Gyana Vijana Astakyam, Astikyam, Astikyam. Astikyam means an ordered, structured life according to Vedic principles. And and here, the Vidha, the Vidhi, the rules, the rules. Uh, Dvija Vidha Nena, right? Twice born. So there's the so the first birth is um, from the womb of the parents. Second birth is initiation. Then third birth, interestingly, Prabhupada, or Narayana mentions. So, a Siddhartha human being has three kinds of births. Kim. Janma bhis, tribhir deha, shokra, savitra, yagikai. Right. Interesting. Shokra means from the semen. Savitra means by initiation. Right. First initiation. Right. And then yagikai, by becoming a perfect Brahma. And, and, and Prabhupada mentions in the purple here, interestingly, even if one is a Brahmana and is qualified with all the Brahminical qualifications, he is considered degraded if he is a person worshipping the Supreme Personality of God. So this Jagyaka means. You know, Jagya is Vishnu. And so this Jagya, what is it? Chakra Savitra Jagyaka, right? This Jagya means the third birth is to perform sacrifice to Vishnu. That's really the that's when we really awaken our spiritual identity. Right? It's not I mean, it's good to come to understand that one's not the body, that one's spiritual by nature. But the real perfection of that identification is to engage in service, devotional service, bhakti. Right? Service to the Lord. That's real. That's the real birth. The real awakening, right? Is to come to the real, what is it? Uh, um, Brahma Buddha, Prasanatma, Nasochati, Nakamchati, this this realization that one's not the body, that one's spiritual by nature, and then become detached from the things of the material world. This is, but then to engage in devotional service. In other words, it's not, you know, there's this notion that I, I realize my spiritual identity and then I just go into the forest and do nothing. Which is kind of what Arjuna wanted to do. Right? But Krishna said, no. And of course, the perfection of action is to engage in devotional service. So, so we see in the devotees, the devotees don't retire. 
Prabhupada discouraged the practitioners of Vimitaku, discouraged retirement. Right? Retirement is at retirement age, but otherwise, out. Active. But like even the Prabhupada, you know, Prabhupada wanted to kind of enter into his Bhajan Kutir and, and but he told the ladies, I want to die fighting like Arjuna. <laughs> and, and, you know, Prabhupada warned about the Siddhanta warned against this notion of becoming a Bhavati. You know, and, and you know, the, 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 the history books with this litany of, of fall downs of the Bhavajis. Which is indicative of the of the of the just the qualification of people in, in Kali, you know, we we're not not well uh, the, the point of this, you know, we can or perhaps not you, but uh, speaking for myself, but I, I came from a somewhat biased family, but there was no gather down in some scar, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that. My parents didn't know what it was. <laughs> You'd be lucky to, to be born, you know, more than nine months after your parents got married. No? My mum and dad were married in January 1954 and I was born in June 1955. So, somewhat pious family. <laughs> According to Carl Yuga, you know, <laughs> scale. Uh, but many people don't have that, even. So we come from, you know, this. But even if a person doesn't come from that quality, that culture background, still, Prabhupada makes a point, and Sadhana makes this point, that just as we can convert bell metal to gold using the mercury in the alchemical process, that's now hidden. <laughs> Otherwise, people would be running around looking. Well, people were in the medieval. This why it's rather mentioned. In medieval times, they were looking for the this process. Where is it? So we can make gold because they didn't find it. But similarly, we can convert gross people, regardless of what their background is, through this process of initiation. Right? And following the rules and regulations. You know, this wasn't always accepted by members of the Gordian Month. Prabhupada right? embraced this implicit, you know. But uh, not, not always accepted by the followers of Sanat and Goswami. You know, there's a, there's a Prabhupada's disciples were often criticized. Oh, the lectures of the artists, they can never be purified. Huh? I've heard stories of, from one of Prabhupada's disciples who, in the, in the mat, if, they, if his shadow touched the, the, the uh, other devotees, they don't take my life. 
because he's a white body. Mletcher, uh, you know, Mletcher and the other. Contentment, but he says, no. Tata, Dvija, Vidhanena. You follow the rules, right? Regardless of what your birth is, you can be elevated to the level of a Brahma. Right? And Papa had strong faith in, in, in that. He did not flinch from that, from the conviction. Right? He, he didn't flinch from the conviction that he, he would, you know, despite the fact that he went to he, he left India practically with nothing except his books and then arrived in you know when the, when the customs man asked Prabhupada how long he wanted to stay for and Prabhupada was sure what to say he said, I think he said was it two months and he said alright two months <laughs> probably should have said oh for a year <laughs> he just didn't know uh, Uh, so, you know, but he didn't, even though he had his doubts, and I've got mentions in the, in the, in the, in the little area of describes how he would go to the, the Sydney Steamship Company to look and see what, when the next boat was returning to India. So, Prabhupada had his doubts. Wasn't, uh, or, or he had his, he was, he was challenged to that was not easy for him, but still he stuck. He stuck at it. Stuck at it. And so, you know, the initiation is just the beginning. And then there's that acceptance of the rules and regulations for don'ts, one, two, practically speaking, although there's more than that. In the beginning of the nectar, in the nectar of devotion, in the description of the 64 items of devotional service. The first one is to take shelter. The second one is to inquire. But then, there's a, Rupa Goswami says, then you have to be prepared to accept things that you might not want. And give up things that you want to hang on to. Right? So this is the beginning. This is just the beginning of following these rules and regulations, chapter 16 rounds. Following the regulated principles, you know, avoiding. And that, by following that, then one can come to the point of Dvija, right? Twice, twice born, effectively. And to this point of Jankika, uh, you know, and Prabhupada instituted that with the initiation. So we first we test people, chant 16 rounds, follow the principles. And a lot, of, a lot more than that. You know, if you're in the ashram, what are you, what are you, what are you tested for? What are you tested for? Uh-huh. Yes, bro. What are you tested for? 16 rounds, 4 regular principles, what else? If you're living in the ashram. Which ashram? Huh? Which ashram? Which ashram? Any ashram. Yeah. Service. Service. Yes, service. Get up early. 
Do what you're told. Cooperate with others. But are we tested? It's quite a bit of testing going on there. We think, you know. Oh, you know, living in the ashram, you've got life easy. Well, pretty easy, isn't it? Pretty easy. Yeah, it's very easy. That's what I've told people. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it is. For those who have that natural propensity, it is, but it's also challenging. It's not easy, actually. Realistically, it's not easy. Huh? Yeah, I think there, there is a level of challenge according to nature. Well, if it was so easy, right, how come we don't, there's, there's no queue join to line up and get in the front door? Right? It's a particular, you know, for people who do it, you can't stop them. Right? You can't stop them. They'll do anything to get in. Let me in. <laughs> no. Oh, come on, please, let me in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's a test. It's a test. And a test before one gets initiated, and a test before one gets the medical initiation, which is like the, you know, the, the, oh, here, listen to this. This is pretty far I just I, I was just looking for that verse. And this this one reference came up. Uh, here. If one is initiated by a proper person, he can be accepted as twice born immediately. Immediately. Right? Even if he's just a bugger. You know, even the way he's initiated, just initiated. How do you know anything? No? But Prabhupada says here, initiated by a proper person can be accepted as twice born immediately. In our Krishna consciousness movement, we therefore offer the student his first initiation, allowing him to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. By chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra regularly and following the regulated principles, one becomes qualified to be initiated as a Brahmana. Because unless one is a qualified Brahmin, he cannot be allowed to worship Lord Vishnu. That's that Yogi. Yogika, right? That's really our second initiation. And interesting what Prabhupada says here. And of course, you know, Prabhupada says here, we uh, offer the student first initiation and allow him to chant the Mahamantra. Um, but this is all, this was all in the context of living in the ashram, doing service, going on having a doing book distribution, doing deity worship, you know, all pretty much 24 hour engagement in Krishna consciousness, right? So it, it's not just trying to Krishna and follow the principles, it's, it's a package, package deal, <laughs> right? Because we're having this debate at the moment, you know, um, should we test the devotees so much uh, to become, to get first initiation? Maybe we should just be liberal. Right. Whereas my point is, you know, 
the householders don't get the same real restraining that we got. Even though Prabhupada said we just tested by training Hare Krishna and following regulated principles, they're really ashram. And that's that, that's like being in the in 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 the you know in the world. In an army camp, yeah. Sure, you just it's more than that, right? So that's why I you know my personal opinion is we should it's gonna take longer for and, and you know Prabhupada in Melbourne gave this example, very interesting example. He told the story now I think about it. He told the story of the king and the yogi. Right? And uh, the, the king promised the yogi that if he stayed in the river all night, he would give him a, a reward. Right? But then in the morning, when it came, the, the yogi was able to stay in the river and he wanted, he was saying, the king should have given him, or the, the, you know, the yeah, Raja should have given the, the reward. He thought of a way to get out of it. And he said, Ah, oh, look at that lamp burning in the temple uh, um, spire. You know, he said, You got heat from that lamp. So you cheated. So I'm not going to give you your reward. Uh, but the minister of the king, he thought, That's cheating. He should, he should give the yogi the reward that he promised. Huh? So then one day the king wanted the, the Raja wanted to go hunting. So he said, okay, let's get breakfast together and then we can get going. So when he was trying to have breakfast, the Raja said, where's, the, where's breakfast? And the minister said, just now coming. It's on the, it's on the stove, it's just now coming. I said, oh, all right. Then another, 15 minutes, he said, where's the breakfast? Let's go. And the, and the minister said, just go, go. So eventually the Raja got upset, he came and he said, what's going on with the, what's going on with the kitchen? <laughs> where's the kitchen? So he went to the kitchen and he saw that they had this fire on the ground and then this pot on a tripod. Right? Pot on a tripod. And then the pot was, the, the kitchen was in the pot, but the fire was way below, so the, the kitchen wasn't even falling. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you can't cook kitchen like this. So the minister said, well, if the yogi can get heat from the land in the temple, then we should be able to cook kitchen like this. So the king said, oh, okay, all right, okay, I get it. So similarly, you know, there's a difference. If you're right on the heat of the flame, then you'll cook the kitchen. But if you've got the kitchen, it takes longer, a lot longer. Right? So we shouldn't, we shouldn't discount the, or we shouldn't devalue the experience of living in a in an Islam ashram. Of course the households also go through their own purification. Right? 
having family and doing all those things. Not, not easy. No? It's purifying also. But there is a difference. There's a difference. And I think we need to we need to acknowledge that. For the benefit of everybody. Right? And so testing has to be there. Right? And Prabhupada says that here, he, he gives us that principle. Now, okay, by chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra and following related principles, one becomes qualified to be initiated as a Brahmana. Because unless one is a qualified Brahmana, he cannot be allowed to worship Lord Vishnu. So that's that third initiation, effectively, right? This is called Yogika Janma. Now, listen to this. In our Krishna consciousness society, remember this for our operations meetings, unless one is twice initiated, first by chanting Hare Krishna and second by the Gayatri Mantra, he is not allowed to enter the kitchen. Well, not allowed to enter the kitchen or DT room to execute duties. Get that in my mind? Twice initiated to go into the kitchen. However, when one is elevated to the platform on which he can worship the deity, his previous birth does not matter. Chandalo pi tuja sesto, hari bhakti parayanaha, hari bhakti vihinascha, tuja pi svapachat maha. Even if one is born in the family of a chandala, <clears throat> if one engages in the devotional service of the Lord, he becomes the best of brahmanas. But even a brahmana who is devoid of devotional service is on a level most dog eater. Ooh, ouch! Interesting, huh? If a person is advanced in devotional service, it does not matter whether he was born in a jungle family, he becomes purified. As Brahmara said, Vipra Trisha Guru Tad Aravinda Nava Padaravinda Vimu Katschat Sorry Padaravinda Vimu Katschat but Jamarishtam, even if one is a Brahmana and is qualified with all the Brahminical qualifications, he is considered degraded if he is a first to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You know, it's interesting, it, it, this reminds me. In the Chaitanya Chaitanya uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj says, if you worship Radha and Krishna, but don't worship Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda and the Panchatattva, you are a demon. <laughs> You're an Asura. Interesting, yeah? Well, um, something that we probably don't, we don't throw that around too much. <laughs> so interesting, very, very interesting, these, this point, this, these points about three births, right? Three births. Shok, what was it? Shokra, Saditra, and Jagdika. Jagdika. To become the best of human beings. And of course, the best of human beings is on the transcendental. Brahma, Buddha, Prasanatma, Sutchiti, Nakamchiti, and I forgot what the last two. But basically, from that point, you become 
you engage in personal service. And the point of remanualisation is, you know, understand that we're not the body, that we're spiritual by nature. But then, what do we do? And this is really what we teach. In Islam, what we teach is how to act on the spiritual platform. Right? And just that, and, and this is the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, just as Krishna's activities are transcendental without material reaction, right? so similarly, the activities of the devotees in Krishna's service are also similarly transcendental. It is not a material activity, what we do. It may look the same, or similar. They look similar. Like cleaning, washing the pots, going to the bank, Prabhupada says, printing. Prabhupada mentions how he was criticised for going in the material world, effectively. Going to the bank, going to the printing press. Just engaging in kind of, you know, business activities. But these activities are not at all mundane material. Not at all. They're, they're purely for the liberation of others, out of compassion. You know, I was just thinking last night how Srila Prabhupada came to save me, right? And all of us. Right? But he came for us. And he didn't have to. And he didn't have to. Right? But why did he do that? Because of his compassion. Right? Deep, seated, deep-rooted compassion. So, um, uh, this, this, it begins, you know, it begins with, we've got the human form of life. And that's a huge boom. But then we get the association of the devotees, and with the association of the devotees, we get the first initiation. And then there's the, 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 the real birth, if you like, that third. Dvija is good, but there's more to it. Right? It's Dvijama, right? Three births. And that, that's that Jamika birth where. All of our activities are performed as a sacrifice for Vishnu. That's real. That's when you really made it. If you, if you want to, be, if you want to have made it, and of course we're given that pretty much as soon as we come in contact with the devotees, we're given that. As soon as we enter the Harinam party, huh? As soon as we start chanting Hare Krishna to the devotees, we're in it. Which is why we feel, whoa, this is great. This is what I've been looking for. Huh? This is what makes the brahmacharis go berserk. Huh? We have to tie them, we have to get a bucket of water and throw them on them. Can't it, guys. Right? But that's, that's the, you know, that's it. We, we, we get it. So, so we appreciate the, the, the liberation, if you like. Just when we're absorbed, when we become part of the Sankatana party, then automatically we feel enlightened, invigorated, enthused. So that you can't stop yourself from dancing. 
and shouting out and calling them. These, these are symptoms. Of, these are actually symptoms of advancement. Um, well, maybe not. It, the beginnings, what we'll say, the beginnings of advancement. <laughs> Does anybody have any comments or questions? I was thinking like the last birth is like going back to being unborn. Humble? Unborn. Unborn. It's like the last birth, but you go back to your unborn original, original position. <laughs> In a way. Yes. Yes. Regarding to the 
gold. Gold. Yes. In the description of the this text that you read, also it's mentioned in the Ekanto when Mohini Murti appears and Roshila was uh, enchanted by her beauty. He also um, ejaculated us. Yeah. That's cement, and that became gold as well. And it's the goal that we have. This is, uh, Lord Shiva is a very elevated personality, mm. not to be imitated. <laughs> yeah. And in that way, I'm just trying to understand if we have different type of gold, because gold is considered also auspicious in the worship. Yeah. Um, something to be meditated on, perhaps not fully understood. <laughs> Thank you. 